Good morning. Hello, hello. I am your host for the Girl Teen Podcast. How is everyone doing today? So, I know last week I posted an episode later than I usually would have, but I was really busy. But I'm kind of back to normal now, so I hope that in future episodes I won't be delaying the schedule. So yeah, how's everyone doing? Today I want to talk about a lighthearted topic, and I actually was inspired to talk about it by a journal entry I wrote a couple of days ago. I wrote about my favorite activities as a child and how it affected me growing up. So I want to extend on that idea by talking about my hobbies currently, and I think this is actually a great topic to write or talk about because it kind of allows you to reflect on both your past and your present, and it really starts defining you as a person. So let's just get right into it. We have a list of six today. I was originally going to make it five, but I felt like I couldn't leave out the sixth one. You'll see what it is and you'll understand why I felt like I couldn't leave it out. Okay, so for the first one, we have art. I just find art to be extremely therapeutic and because it, because art sometimes requires concentration like even though it's a subject that revolves around creativity and sometimes spontane spontaneous spontane how do you pronounce that word anyways um sometimes you got to be spontaneous in art but other times it requires some concentration especially if you're like sketching or copying someone else's art as practice it sometimes requires a lot of concentration actually and I think that takes my mind off of stressful things and it allows me to reflect on my emotions and my art which is in its own way a form of expressionism and this feeling of joy and satisfaction that you get after creating something worthwhile is very rewarding and additionally, it's kind of hard to make mistakes in art. You can always cover them up if you make a mistake. And I find that when I make mistakes, I'm able to kind of look at the piece in a different way and kind of just go with the flow. So I don't find myself getting frustrated with myself as I commonly do with other activities. So it's overall just a very pleasing process and I've always enjoyed it. However, for the past couple of years with high school and all, I haven't exactly been able to exercise this passion in art because of my chaotic schedule that doesn't exactly include art. So I've been trying to connect back with this hobby of mine recently and spend more time on the weekends drawing and painting and it really brings me back to my childhood where my entire table would be covered with watercolor paper, dirty brush rinsing water, and my crappy paintings. So I find it a great way to disconnect or connect with the world for a while depending on what I choose to draw that day. So it's just very relaxing for me. 
so kind of connected to art my second hobby is going to museums specifically art museums surprise okay so i'm going to be honest with you i actually used to hate going to museums and i feel like a lot of people can relate to this like i absolutely despised it because in the past when i went to museums with my parents i always felt this like pressure to take in every single piece of art technology or historical piece available so i found it almost like stressful to go to museums and i never felt like i was able to enjoy the experience like i felt like a lot of people were like oh my god going to museums is a great way to spend your time but in the past i just wasn't able to understand their viewpoint because i wasn't able to enjoy the process and experience of going to museums and every time we'd be rushing here and there going to all the exhibitions in every corner of the museum and it started to feel like all the amazing pieces were just like flashing by me and I wasn't exactly present in the moment and I feel like a very ideal example of this was a couple of years ago before covid My family and I went to London and we went to see the Great British Museum, as one who goes to London must do. And we spent like four hours there and we were just grinding all the available exhibitions to the point where I can't even remember some of the most famous pieces I saw there. And the next time we went to London, we actually had to go again. And that time we took it a little bit more slow. So over time... I have learned to slow down a little and just enjoy the few displays that really intrigue me. And also, I don't think going to museums has ever been an actively entertaining activity for me. I mean, it might be for other people, but I feel like it's passively enjoyable, you know? It's not like a party or a sport or a hot day on the beach, but it's enjoyable in its own way at the very least because you're able to see all these new things on display And it's almost like window shopping, which is a very fun activity. So recently, I've been going to more art museums with my dad. And I'm slowly starting to come in contact with these new ideas from past times. And I think it's very enlightening. So yeah, if you have the time, just take a car ride to the closest museum near you and spend a day there. Like, Don't try to run through all the exhibitions, but really take the time to absorb it all in even if you don't get through the entire museum like it's okay you can always go twice or thrice for that matter now moving on to a similar hobby reading so i find reading quite similar to art and visiting museums but in a completely different way see again it's not an active hobby and most of my friends absolutely despise reading and i can kind of understand why Um, especially for people who like to move, reading is not the ideal activity to be doing, but as a homebody to my mom's displeasure, I really enjoy reading. And I think this has always been one of my favorite pastimes. Like it's not like going to museums where I used to hate it. I always have loved reading since I started reading, like, don't let the pigeon drive the bus, diary of a wimpy kid um oh where the wild things are and pete the cat i love pete the cat it's like one of the best picture books ever written so at every book fair i would literally be going crazy with 
the couple of dollars my dad gave me and I'd be shoving people out of the way to get to a Rick Riordan book or something. And I remember the first time I read Harry Potter and this might be a little bit of an exaggeration, but it felt unreal. I know, crazy, but it was a great experience, even though some people might think the series is overrated, which I understand because it's kind of similar to like The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. And a lot of people think J.K. Rowling stole the idea from Tolkien, which I can kind of see. But anyways, I always like to take a little space of time from every day or even every week and just sit on the couch, pick up a book, and allow myself to really indulge in it. Put on the shoes of the main character or narrator and just let myself imagine the events going on in the book. Again, like art and going to the museum, it's a very therapeutic activity, yet so many people hate it. So I feel very lucky to be able to enjoy the pleasure that it brings. And I also feel like reading has definitely improved my writing abilities as well. Because as I come into contact with more authors and more writing styles, I get more comfortable with different styles of writing and I'm able to apply it to my own essays or works. So it's kind of like hitting two birds with one stone. So people who don't like reading are weird and please get a life. Anyways, my next hobby gets a little more active. I know the past couple of hobbies have all been passive activities, so I'm going to add a little bit of variation with this next hobby. Hiking or going on simple walks. And I think this hobby has only recently become one of my favorites, partially like initiated by the whole quarantine era we had two years ago. It's been like three years already. Time moves fast. Yeah, so I think because I was stuck at home with nowhere to go, I started going on walks around the neighborhood with my family. And that was a very difficult time for everyone. And being stranded at home, quite literally, with no one to meet or talk to did not make it any better. So going out every evening just to take a little breath of fresh air, I think really helped alleviate some stress. And it just started to evolve into a bigger hobby. And as regulations were lifted and started to become less strict the neighborhood walks transitioned into more extensive hikes in nature and I think I enjoy hiking in redwood forests most I don't know I just feel a great connection with redwood trees because I'm named after them in Chinese okay I'm starting to sound like a philosopher not that there's anything wrong with that but I think I'm starting to get too deep into this I actually used to hate hikes um because like museums, I never really found the enjoyable aspect of it. Stupid me. But um, thanks to quarantine, I now find them to be one of my favorite hobbies. Okay, so this next hobby might be a little bit weird for some people because I don't think it's exactly a common one. Like it doesn't come to mind for a lot of people when you talk about hobbies. And some people just don't even know that it's, like, an activity that people do. And anyways, but I really enjoy fruit picking. Yeah, surprise, your girl likes fruit picking. This might give off that girl TikTok vibes, but I'm not talking about the white flowery dress, sun hat, little red boots type fruit picking. I'm talking hardcore, sunscreen slathered, all over the face, oversized shorts type fruit picking. In the past... During the summer when cherry season was at its prime and it was 
when it was really hot and humid, I would always drive like a 40 minute or so drive with my family to this one cherry picking place with three other families because we were all family friends and we would just go cherry picking for the entire afternoon. And especially when I was younger, when I wasn't so busy, we would go basically every summer to pick cherries and other fruits like cherries, apricots, and apples most commonly. I'm low-key getting nostalgic just talking about this because I haven't gone fruit picking in a while due to my busy high school schedule, so maybe I'll go this summer, who knows. I just really enjoy it because I think the feeling of the sun above you, the like aroma of the fruits around you, and just the overall vibes is extremely pleasing. I love wearing shorts, jean shorts if you don't know what they are. And those like wide brim hats that dads wear to go hiking, it kind of makes me look like a five-year-old boy, but who cares? That's the vibe I'm trying to give off. Okay, so I save the worst for last. And you may be wondering, I mentioned before that I had originally not wanted to include this in my list because I was debating whether I felt like it was my hobby or not. And I think this hobby was partially created by my parents. It was, like, induced by my parents. So I was not completely sure if I actually enjoyed it or whether my parents forced me so much that it just became part of my schedule. But ever since I was, like, eight or nine, which is quite a late age, actually, to start, I started playing tennis. And I think I started tennis because... My parents saw that I sucked at other sports. Like, I tried ice skating for a couple of years. I mean, it's a really beautiful sport, but I quit after learning for two years because I was just so uncoordinated with my movements. Like, my arms would go one direction and my body would be going the other direction. You know, people say that your body moves with your head, but it was not the case for me. Like, I'd be going two, three completely different directions with my singular body, and it just did not look good. Um, and then I tried basketball. You know, for basketball, I think I did kind of enjoy it a little, but I don't know. I just started drifting away from the sport. I used to take, like, summer camps for basketball, but it just never stuck with me. And I also tried swimming. I also did enjoy swimming and I actually pursued it for like a good six years and I made it to pre-competitive swimming, which is like the level you get to before you enter like competitions. But I was also doing tennis at the same time and I just happened to choose tennis over swimming. And then I also did try horse riding and I absolutely love horse riding. But I just felt like it was a little bit too expensive. And if I did end up pursuing horse riding, I'd probably end up getting my own horse. And I just felt like it wasn't a plausible decision for me at the time. So I just chose tennis. And ultimately, I think this hobby was a product of my failures in other sports. So I think I figured out like a pattern with myself. There are certain things that... I can pursue with great passion, but the moment someone tells me 
or forces me to do it, all that motivation gets flushed down the drain. No more motivation, it all gets lost, which is the problem. Every time my parents try to connect me with a new hobby, whether it's tennis, even if I may have given it all my effort originally, I no longer want to pursue it because I hate the feeling of being forced to enjoy the activity. And that's pretty much what happened with tennis. And it's an on and off relationship I have with it. When I willingly go to the tennis courts, I feel motivated to play like my idols or something. But when my parents start pestering me about it, there is nothing I want to do more than just jump in my bed, lock the door, and sleep. But now I think they're starting to understand too that it isn't much use to try and force me to do something and that it'd be much more effective to just let me go with my own flow and decide for myself. So recently, I think they've been seeing tennis of less as a competitive sport or a career and just letting me use it as a chance to exercise and have a healthy lifestyle without being too forceful and overloading with their expectations with the sport. And I think parents, more parents need to understand this. And I recently just read about the idea in one of my literature classes from an excerpt from Ralph Waldo Emerson's essay on education. And what he said was that basically parents should give their children the freedom to choose their own interests while providing some guidance for their children. Like, parents should not be too overprotective or forceful in their parent in their children's education. They shouldn't be selecting passions and interests for their children because at the end of the day, if they do all the deciding, then their children will end up being confused and they won't know what they like anymore. And it's just not a healthy mindset to be in. Um, they shouldn't be too overprotective, but they shouldn't be too lenient either as to let their children fall into a hole of failure. And I think many parents don't get the point. It's not letting the child become savage with no discipline, but it's also not jamming them into a hole of confusion and no possibilities. It's not that. It's more so being the guide to their passions and interests. And by being a guide, I don't mean leading them on with a leash into your desired future for them. It's allowing them to choose their passions, hobbies, interests, but guiding them so they don't make big mistakes throughout the process. And nowadays, with all the competitiveness, I know it is harder for a lot of people, especially children, to really find their hobbies and passions. And I think it should start changing and improving. If you're hearing this and if you're struggling to find some happiness or enjoyable activities, take a short moment to reflect. Ask yourself, do you really enjoy what you're doing? If the answer is yes, great job. You're doing the right thing and keep on doing it. If not, then maybe it's time to think for yourself a little. Find something you actually love, whether it's painting, running, doing math even, because some people enjoy math. 
surprisingly, and just go for it. I mean, you don't even have to involve yourself in it completely. You can have a job outside, but you can start with a little time, maybe as little as half an hour a day, and start searching for your hobbies there. I believe it's very important to have one or a few activities that you really find pleasurable because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what really makes our lives worth living. I know it sounds cheesy, but there's this kind of idea that I live by. Sometimes when I do something or not do something, as a matter of fact, I try to see my actions from the viewpoint of myself in a couple of decades. Like maybe I will refuse to go to an event. And when I think about it, I try to think of myself as an 80-year-old woman thinking about her life or telling her story to her grandchildren. And I try to rank my decisions based off of what I would think of them when I become 80 years years old. Like, there's nothing I want to do or not do that I'll regret when I'm 80 and when I'm telling stories of my life. I don't want to regret my decisions or think that I wasted my life. So I think it's important to have hobbies that you can find yourself enjoying. And sometimes when my days get a little stressful, I always come back to these hobbies that I have because I find that they make my life a little more enjoyable and endurable. So just think about it today. And thanks for joining me on today's little fun yet philosophical episode and I really hope you learned a little or had enjoyed listening to me and maybe your hobby is listening to podcasts who knows hmm and as Truman likes to say in case I don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night